Was your narcissist paranoid? Did they think maybe someone was out to get them or that the world was against them or maybe that you were always cheating or maybe that someone was looking at them a certain way because of a positive thing or like they wanted them or maybe because, hey, this person is going to attack me. Like, were they paranoid in different aspects? Sometimes we see that with narcissists and I wanted to kind of highlight a couple, couple ideas and thoughts from the book. It's kind of like shiny. Don't you know who I am? by Dr. Romani. So um, we're gonna talk a little bit about that. I'm gonna read an excerpt of it because I want you to hear from her perspective about narcissists being paranoid. If you guys are new here, my name's Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And we do it on all different platforms all over the country under TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. We have the podcast under Apple Music, Amazon, also on Spotify as well. So feel free to be able to check that out under Raw Motivations. If you want to hear from the wife's perspective, check out the podcast Trauma, Drama, and Life, where we give you a slice into our lives, the things that are happening day to day, and also some of the updates, some of the things of being with a narcissist or going to counseling with a narcissist, different things like that. Sometimes people ask questions and want to hear her perspective. If you want to talk to me sometime, would love to interact with you by helping you process through the trauma bond. The idea of like, wait a second, I know this person is toxic. I know I shouldn't be with this person, but I still want them. I still want to interact, want to see, want to hold, want to hug, want to kiss, anything like that. I want, still want to interact with that person, even though I know logically it's not good. Typically what's happening is there's a different story in your head that we need to work on identifying and being able to live in truth is essential to work through those triggers. Breaking that trauma bond goes down to the triggers and with a story that we believe that we rewire based in truth and move forward into the place where you're away, you're getting through the detox phase, the rumination, like stopping missing them and moving forward to develop who you are, your vision and values and the boundaries that you're going to have for yourself to help you not go back and help you not get with a toxic person down the road. So feel free to be able to check that out or interact with me. Go to rawmotivations.com, click on one-on-ones. Uh, would love to have you inside our uh, aspect of the app to be able to get you moving forward in your healing even more so. Go to narcapp.com, N-A-R-C-A-P-P, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community. Community in there is essential for you growing, for you healing, for you changing. And there's people in there to help give advice, to help work with you one-on-one, -on -one, to give you encouragement as you continue moving forward in that process. So feel free to be able to check that out, some of the courses, some of the lives, some of the questions and answers that you can get involved in inside NARCAP by going to narcapp.com. So we're talking about narcissists being paranoid. <clears throat> A big aspect of that is just the mindset starting off that other people are out to get them. Okay. Oftentimes I would think like, Hey, like someone comes to me with an idea or someone comes to me with an aspect of criticism. Like, nope, like they're coming to attack me. Like they're not coming because they want something better. They're coming because they think I'm not better. I'm not good enough in a certain area. This is why a lot of times you have a lot of criticism coming towards a narcissist that is not able to be handled and results in a blow up, results in a, another attack towards the other person because the narcissist oftentimes is switching in their mind being like, your criticism is actually attacking me because I'm such a good person, I don't need this. I'm so perfect, I don't think you see how good I am because you're criticizing me, I don't have a problem, what are you talking about? And that aspect, it, it comes across as an attack. The narcissist will flip it like that to be as an attack. When we're talking about being paranoid, being paranoid is a strong tendency to feel that you cannot trust other people or that others have bad opinions of you. 
A lot of times a narcissist has that. Thinking through, like, I can't trust that person because, well, I would have done this. Or I can't, you know, trust their opinion because I don't know where they're coming from. So there's a big aspect. A lot of narcissists end up being paranoid. You see this sometimes with the criticism. You see this as it actually comes out on a day-to-day basis with a hypersensitivity and being insecure. Insecure with who they are, insecure with what they've done, and hypersensitive sometimes to other people's feelings, not empathy, but feelings of like, whoa, like what's going on? They must be getting ready to leave me. They must be pulling away. Like sometimes people talk about like narcissists having like a sixth sense when they come into your life, when they interact, when this happens, when you're starting to feel better. A lot of times it's because they're very hypersensitive about things that you're doing, how you're showing up, what you're going through. They know your tics, all different types of things like that. Okay. Hypersensitive in that aspect, insecure, thinking that everything is a threat towards them. Everything is against them. You'll see this oftentimes with criticism. We just talked about that. That's one of the big ones. You see an aspect of it being in rejection. Like, I can't believe you rejected me. You see it in aspects of abandonment and how those two kind of coincide is like when the narcissist leaves you and still switches in their mind of like, I can't believe they were so awful that I had to leave because they rejected me. Like, that's like the flip. Or you go out and then you come back and they're like, can't believe you left me. Like, I didn't have anything to do. I had to sit around the house the whole time missing you. And like, they'll twist it around more like covert side. But to a surround. Now we're talking about paranoia and we're talking about narcissists being paranoid. It's not like it's, it's like psychotic. Like they're not like, like crazy out there. It's not unnecessarily a delusional level. Sometimes it is, but it's not always on a delusional level. It's more like looking at life and seeing how life is evolving and thinking like, wait a second, when this doesn't happen the way that I want it to happen, then life is unfair and life has people out to get me. That's that aspect of bringing in like my reality of like my reality says I'm a good person. You just said I wasn't a good person. I know I'm a good person, even though I'm not. I know I'm a good person. I have to keep believing that to not feel the shame and guilt. So I'm going to view that as an attack on me. So when my life doesn't go the way that I want it to, ego, entitlement, when I want it to go that way, it's unfair. And as a result, everybody's out to get me. Okay, that's the thought process. You see sometimes narcissists, even on social media, where they're complaining and they're upset, like life is unfair. Everybody's out to get me. That's the whole like paranoia, like delusional level. Like, wait a second, like everyone's not out to get you. You're just viewing it through that frame, through that lens. You think sometimes when we're talking about narcissism, one of the aspects of narcissism, the characteristics in the DSM-5 is enviousness of how they're envious of other people or think that others are envious of them. And so the thing is like someone else is envious of them. They're trying to like twist that around like, oh, well, they want to do something. They want to stop me from actually living the way that I want to. They want to quell my ideas or stop my dreams, different things like that. Of like, I know that they care or I know that they're so envious that they're going to keep trying to do something to me. Like they'll start playing these stories in their head. They'll think that people are plotting against them, like trying to make their life miserable. You know, they'll leave a litany of broken hearts and then flip the story. That way, people looking back at it being like, whoa, like what actually happened? Well, it was because all these people, like they were attacking me. Oftentimes, people will be looking at the ideas that are happening and the the enviness and and the pieces of it. And the narcissist takes that and flips it around so that it's always an attack on them. Maybe it could be like thinking the partner is plotting on cheating or on doing something. Maybe, you know, there's different aspects in the relationship that they're going to twist. You see, the thing with it and the thing with the aspect of paranoid is also the idea that they know what they're doing. 
They know as they're going through life how they're hurting, how they're dissolving friendships, ruining different things, and they just keep going. They know that that's happening. And there's almost like a level at times too of like, I might be a little paranoid because I know all the stuff that I've done. Karma might come back and be in the form of one of these people coming into my life. So I also need to be careful, like maybe something's actually going on. So paranoia kind of goes up as well. Oftentimes they'll see like groups of people as being like threats to them as well. Anyways, that's kind of all I want to touch on there. But I want to jump in to the book, Don't You Know Who I Am by Dr. Romani. And in here, I want to give you two comparisons because you might be like, I don't really know like if this matches, if this connects. So I want to give you two examples that she actually puts in here of normal paranoia and then pathological paranoia, okay? Normal paranoia, and says those who have less privilege in a given situation. For example, racial, ethnic minorities, Immigrants, persons with disabilities, other adults, religious minorities often do encounter real bias and discrimination, and it can definitely sensitize perceptions of negative motives in other places, but that is not paranoia. Often, it is often true. And this phenomenon, which can be quite adaptive, has, some, has sometimes been labeled healthy cultural paranoia. People who have experienced trauma or people who have experienced betrayal in some form at work or in a relationship may also sometimes harbor a loss of trust, suspiciousness, or an extreme caution that can border on the paranoid. But over time, with ongoing healthy and non-betrayal experiences, they can return back to non-sensitized perceptions of the world. So like the idea of like there's people that are paranoid because sometimes that assumption that bias is true and then there's people that are paranoid because of things that they've been through but that's not the current state that's not how they're always put it that way the pathological paranoia when people who have pathological paranoia there is an overarching belief that everyone is out to get them obviously if it is frank paranoia the belief that aliens are reading one's mind or stealing one's information then this may be a sign of more severe mental illness such as schizophrenia other psychotic spectrum disorders or bipolar disorder or may be byproduct of substance abuse pathological paranoia as observed in narcissism can manifest as spending significant amounts of time on witch hunts trying to trying to smoke out betrayers of trust or believing that others Family members, partners are betraying their trust with little substantiation. Path pathological, pathological paranoia can result in workplaces that are tense and mistrustful, with everyone concerned about the informants amongst them. People feeling like they always need to look over their shoulders and inappropriate monitoring of communication. Such workplaces often grow out of paranoid persons running the show. In close relationships, it is not unusual for paranoid partners to use cameras in the household to watch the comings and goings of visitors, trackers on cars, phone locator services, and private investigators to track down a partner's movements, all with the goal of catching a person who may be betraying them. Did someone say, stalking? Finally, we may, may see pre uh, prejudice and diverse discourse, or even the spewing of what feels like conspiracy theories that may be more at home in an inflammatory news network than as a part of normal circumspect conversation. How does the paranoia make you feel? And it says here, confused, on edge, suspicious, betrayed, and violated. 
Those are a couple aspects. Hopefully that makes sense and it connects a little bit of what's actually going on about nurses being paranoid and also some of her talking through how that actually looks, how that actually feels in those moments.